What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Nightmare Lounge. Okay, so of course, this week we got some spooky stories for you that we then searched up on the net and found, you know, some cool, cool things. So, Zells, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm very good, and I'm feeling goofy and tired, and I'm ready to get this done. Great. <laughs> <laughs> how about you? I'm, I'm all right. A little, a little sleepy, a little on the sleepier side, okay. but... We're in here. We're good. It's another week of the Nightmare Lounge. Feel very good. Feel great, I guess. You know? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> this time we're switching it up, though. Zell's is going to start. She's going to start with the first story this time. Yes. So, tell us about your first story. So, my first story, and I can never see the camera, so I always look like my eyes like that. So, um, very first story that I'm doing is called The Water Babies of Massacre Rocks. Oh, so, I think, <laughs> not even I think, <laughs> this story is basically about a very known park somewhere. <laughs> it's in Idaho. Okay. Um, basically, uh, you know about the Oregon Trail and stuff like that? The what? The Oregon Trail. No. I really don't. Really? Mm-mm. Wow, that was a part of the class I did not like to learn about, but... <laughs> um. Yeah, basically, it was around that time that that was happening, I think. Oh, okay. I believe. We're going to get into it. But uh, basically, there were babies in there that were, like, getting drowned by their moms. But for, for what? I can't tell you until I read it. All right. So, I guess. <laughs> I can't tell you. I guess we're in for a treat. In for a very nice treat. So All right. we're going to start. Cool. Okay. In Pocatello, Idaho, there is a state park known as Massacre Rock State Park, rumored to have been named after fears of ambushes and altercations between white settlers and Native Americans in a narrow passage through its boulders. If the name alone doesn't scare you enough, there's a horrifying urban legend that goes along the site, an urban legend about the spirit of dead babies who were drowned in its waters. As previously stated, Massacre Rock State Park it <laughs> sorry Massacre Rock State Park was named long ago based on the experience of white settlers. In fact, the park is known for being a major part of the Oregon Trail. Interstate 84 is the same route that settlers on the Oregon Trail traveled on. The urban legend dates back to this time too. There are two major variants in this urban legend and that's what group of people caused the legend. Some sources believe that it was a Native American tribe, while others believe that it was a group of white settlers in the 1800s. Regardless, the story is the same. The people inhabiting the area went through the harsh famine, and there wasn't enough food. So, to save themselves and to save their children from starvation and hunger, mothers would go down to the Snake River and drown their babies as they were born. From there, the babies morphed into different creatures. They grew fins and gills and survived. This may sound pretty outlandish, but many people swear that the legend is true and hold evidence to back up their claims. There may have been many people who have seen the state. There have been people who state that they've seen the baby-like creatures playing and swimming in their waters. Moreover, other people have heard the sound of babies crying. While this may not seem too scary, these water babies aren't all that innocent. They're known to lure humans to their deaths as vengeance against what happened to them. 
A life for life, maybe? The intentions of vengeful spirits are often hazy. If you were thinking about this story was going to go a little bit differently, you may not have been so wrong. In fact, there's a lot of places where water babies are an urban legend. The Ute natives, for example, told stories about sinister dwarves in Utah Lake who would cry like babies and lead concerned pastors into the watery graves. In Pyramid Lake, white settlers claimed that Native American tribes would walk down would drown the weak and unhealthy babies into the lake and the spirits of those babies haunt the lake and drag unsuspecting people to their deaths. So, surprisingly enough, tales of the evil water babies aren't that uncommon. And as creepy as that may be, maybe you'll reconsider going in the water on your next vacation. So evil demon babies <laughs> with fins are sucking people up in the water. Like vacuums. <laughs> on a dirty ass floor. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. They're not as scariest, but I liked it because it made me think of any time that you would go around somewhere and it would be like a cool like, little lake on the side or something like that. And I'm yeah. like, bro, this is weird, but it scares the shit out of me because like, yeah, there's people like, already like in the ocean that, well, people, spirits <laughs> that are in the ocean that are right. deadly. So like we go in the wrong part, apparently like. You know, you might come across some evil little spooky shit. Like Lake uh, Lanier, Lanier, I don't know how to pronounce Lake it. Lake Lanier? Whatever it may be. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, if you go down there, you ain't coming back up. Oh. Even if you just do a little, <laughs> a little dip, <laughs> that shit might <laughs> so so get just your ass down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. Oh, wow. But it's like a little bit more physical, whereas like a baby is like kind of luring you in like, uh... Like the witch on Left 4 Dead and stuff. Oh, so it cries? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not. All of the backlash that might come from this, but I'm not about to go look for no searching. I'm I'm not about to go search for no crying baby. No. Why not? If I'm out in the woods and a baby is crying, (laughs) that's not my problem. I know what my next story going to be. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to go look because that just, to me, feels like a trap. A but baby crying it's like in the during, woods during the daytime. You wouldn't go look. No, I mean uh, to be completely honest with you, I wouldn't be in the woods in the daytime. It don't even gotta be the woods. It could just be a lake, a little open, open lake. No. I shall live to see another day because <laughs> you know me. No, do that. <laughs> okay. Me no care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I probably would get God because uh, you would go look. Maybe, maybe. What if it's a lot of people around? I mean, yeah, if I'm not by myself and I'm with a group of people, all you got to do is outrun the slowest person. <laughs> From there, you're, you're home terrible. Free. You're a terrible dog. Ba-ba-ba-ba. All right. Ba-da-ba-ba. So, you ready to hear my first story I'm of this episode? Mm. All right. So, at first, the order of this is going to go different, but I think I want to start with this story. So, this story, I believe, is written from someone who's not from America. I believe their name is, what was that? That was you? My fucking body is like settling the food. And it was just like, hey. Not you malfunctioning. It's okay. (laughs) Had to. (laughs) All right. So this person's name (laughs) is uh, Pierogi Power? Pierogi. I don't think it's Pierogi. I think it's Pierogi. I don't know. 
All right, so sorry if we got your name wrong, Pierogi, but that's his name. This story is written by him. Um, this story is also based in Louisiana. And Louisiana is known to have a lot of spooky stuff. Um, Love that chicken from Popeye. Yo, you got a problem. <laughs> but um, yeah, this story is called, um, this one gives me the heebie-jeebies, and I hope that you enjoy it. I worked as a teacher in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. After two years, I graduated from college. While there, four of my friends and I lived in an awesome, spooky old house. The house was on the site of an old plantation in the Good Word part of the city. Wow. And a 250-year-old oak tree with a beautiful balcony stood in the backyard. The house was so cool that when we first moved in, we were too excited to be on the search for any problems that the house may have. But over time, we began to feel more and more uneasy at night. Simple little midnight trips to the bathroom on the first floor became a terrifying experience and we had a feeling of being watched. Then one night in the middle of 2011, I had the most vivid dream. One I'd never thought I'd have and one I couldn't explain and one that I could not forget. In it, an older woman with a bizarre, a bizarrely menacing face and a gray hair, a gray hair, wow, <laughs> and gray hair came out of the wall and held me down on my bed and screamed at me to get out. While pressing down on my chest, I woke up and swore that something was in the room with me. I somehow fell back asleep, but knew that I had to tell someone the story in the morning. I ran into one of my buddies in the kitchen the next morning and told him about the ghost in my dream. When I finished telling him, he stopped and looked at me. And then for a second, it just was quiet. He then asked me to repeat my story. His face absolutely lit up with horror after the second telling. He told me that he had for certain had the same dream, but only a few nights ago in his own bed, which especially creeps me out that his room is right next to mine. We were both freaked out, but our teaching jobs and the life of a 22 year old made us forget about our encounters. Fast forward to 2012, when we switched rooms within the house. A third friend who never lived with us before moved into my old room, and within a month came into the kitchen one morning to tell us about a creepy dream involving an old woman. My second friend and I looked at each other and knew that he was going to repeat the exact same dream that we had the previous year. Unsurprisingly, he did, and we all were absolutely petrified. The strangest part? We never told our third friend about our dreams and his experience was removed from ours about a year apart. A month or so after that, I was in my new room, which was coincidentally right across the hallway from my old one. I was fast asleep with the lady friend, but woke up to an ominous presence in the room at around 3 a.m. I rode over to find that my companion was wide awake and was literally whimpering. I asked her what was wrong, and she told me that there was an old lady at the side of the bed glaring at her and telling her to get the hell out. She refused to stay the night ever again after that, and I began to spend more time away from the residence as well. A final creepy turn took place the day we all moved out. Our second friend was the last to walk out of the house, and as he went to shut and lock the door one last time, he swears that a woman's voice whispered, Get as he closed the door, none of us ever shook the feeling that something else may have been living in that house with us. All of my friends from that last time that we were all together and lived in that house are successful school administrators, businessmen, or either a lawyer, and will swear to you that the story is entirely true. 
First of all, I'm mad that you got cooler effects than me. That is so cool. <laughs> Second, that just traumatized me all over again. Why? Because you remember that time I was staying in that Airbnb near uh, the high school? Oh, snap. Impromptu scary oh story. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. Let's go. I'm pretty sure. That, so, let's go. I'm mad because that really just reminded me of it. So, mm-hmm. there was uh, one time that I went to stay at an Airbnb here near our high school and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like two years ago. And... I was just so excited because this room looked so cool, and I'm like a super musically inclined person. So it was vinyls all over the wall, like LED lights. I'm like, oh my god, it's so cool! Like, I want to have a really good night here. Mind you, I was only supposed to be staying for the weekend. I just wanted to get away and just chill, and not be in the house. So everything goes right. I eat, watch a movie, then it's time for me to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I was doing fine the first night. Wait, 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 hold on, wait. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I was, I was asleep, and I had a dream that I was in the room, so I was kind of like lucid dreaming, okay. and I look over in the corner, and it's so dark. Mind you, I had LED lights under the bed, too, to illuminate the room, because I don't sleep in the dark, <clears throat> and I see this little boy just sitting on the edge of the bed that was like across from me. He was like... Stop it. <laughs> and he was like screaming at me. Like he was just sitting there and was just like, ah, and I'm just like, Whoa. like what is going on? And I was so terrified because the room looked exactly like this. Like it was dark like this. But as I looked into the corner, it got darker and he was just like screaming, like just, ah, and like get out. Oh, like I he never, was pissed off? Like, I guess. I don't know if he was mad at me, but I guess he was just upset. Like, I could just tell he was upset about something. He was just like, get out. And I woke up, and I looked, and there was nothing there. Like, the room's completely, like, bright and everything. So I was like, all right. So I got scared. And when I woke up also, after I looked from over there, the door was open. And I'm like, what came in here while I was asleep? Wait, and this was at an Airbnb? This was at an Airbnb. And I didn't have no problems with the door. This is until I went to sleep. And then that's when I peeked into, like, the hallway because I can look straight into the hallway and see, like, the living room and the kitchen and everything because it was all combined. Right. And <clears throat> I didn't see nothing. Like, the light in there was still on and everything. So I'm like, all right, maybe I'm just tripping. I'm probably just having a bad dream. Whatever. I close the door. I go back to sleep. And I have another dream that I'm still in this room. And then there was, like, a bed just, like, being thrown at the door. And this lady was just <laughs> this lady was mad like she was just there like just throwing a fucking bed at the door i'm not lying wait in your dream yes or? but i was in the room while it was like Happening. in the dream yeah so i'm like what is going on and like i shut the door and like i was scared because like i heard her walking like it was like like i heard her coming like she was charging towards the door then i woke up and the door was open again. And I'm like, how is this door repeatedly opening? Like, I'm scared at this point. Like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to just put my bag there because this is too much for me. Like, this does not happen at all. It's not regular. Right. And as soon as I lay back down, I heard the door move. Like, my bag, it was a duffel bag, and I had clothes in there, and it moved past it. And I took my ass home <laughs> because I was not. Oh, you left that night? I left. Wait, you was in there by yourself? Yes. And it was even creepier because, you know, Airbnbs, they have, like, cameras and stuff. Wait, was this the place that we shot Fatal Attraction? No, 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 no. This is, like, a whole nine months earlier. Whoa. Yeah, it was so creepy. Like, I was scared. 
I never experienced something like that. Like, I just felt like I was being, like, surrounded by something. And for it to move the damn door, like, after I put something there, I'm like, yeah, this this is not it. Yeah, so that's... I never went back in there. And it was creepier because their elevator yeah. was, like, one of those ones that you had to, like, open a door to and, like, push a, like, screen door, like, you know. Not, like, screen door, but I can't call it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, I'm not, you're talking about the little... Like, one of those New York apartment elevators. The ones that, like, when they close mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't Whoa. <laughs> that was cool. It's not fucking cool. I was scared. That is cool. I mean, we could definitely throw in some of our paranormal stories that we had. Like, okay. that's... That's fine. I'm cool with that. Like, we... I definitely want to make the episodes longer. That's why I was like, yeah, yeah. like, let's talk about it. Yeah, that's that's really what happened, yo. I'm not lying to you. It was the most scariest thing. I called my mom to come you and get know me. Something? <laughs> Listen, when when we when I was in high school, um, we um, we went to the same school, yeah. but when we was moving out of like my childhood house, the mm-hmm. house that we called seven seven nine, like we went to go look at this house that was on like Columbia Ave or Columbia Street. You know what I'm talking about? Um, no, sir. Like near Overbrook. Okay. We went to go look at this house, right? <laughs> this house was huge. When I say huge, it was huge, right? But when you, whoa! <laughs> but when you walk in, it was just like their stuff was still there, and it just kind of felt like everybody kind of just left mm-hmm. and left their stuff there. Like it, they didn't. The realtor didn't tell us like what happened, like who left, why did they left, like why did why they left their stuff, anything. Mm-hmm. But you walk in this house, it's this big, beautiful house, right? So. Um, first we go down into the basement, right? Mm-hmm. And we're searching, mind you, I'm petrified. Like the energy in this house was kind of weird. Like some, sometimes like certain things could just give me like this, it could just spook me. So I guess since we was in a dark basement and it just felt like we was intruding on somebody's house, mm-hmm. it was just weird. But it was this weird, like messed up doll in one of the, <laughs> and like one of the cabinets and he shined a light and the doll was like, I think it was like four feet tall, and the face was like messed up. It was somewhere that he shined his light, right? But that's besides the point. We go back upstairs, right? So I had already decided because this this house was about three stories, so I wanted my room to be on the third story, the front room where like the windows, like the front of the house was. Yeah. And (laughs) same way. When I went in there, it was a bed and everything still in there, pictures, like all this old stuff. On the bed, it was a bag of mortician tools. No way. No way. No cat. Well, it was a bag of mortician tools. And I was like. Isn't it like the stuff that they cut them open That they cut people open with and snip. I don't know. You're supposed to clean a house. Mind you, you this house looked haunted as hell. Like, this house, it had the paint peeling off of the walls. Some of the floors was messed up because it just looked like somebody literally up in. Just ran. left just this like old I'm done. House. Like yeah, like I'm whatever they ran from, they ran from. But um, that night I had a dream. I went to sleep and we was we moved into that house on Columbia, mm. and um I was in my bed and I woke up. Mind you, it had everything that I had in my room at the time in the room over at the house, and for some odd reason I woke up and it was in the middle of the night in this house, mm. and I'm looking around and I just hear something like moving around in one of the small closets because in the room it had two small closets on each side of the the um the big window in the in the the, the front like in the middle part mm-hmm. and they was like four feet tall 
and there was something moving around in here. Mm-hmm. And the door slowly creaked open, and something rushed out and literally tried to swallow me whole. <laughs> no cap. Like, it was like, I don't, I, I still don't, I, I can't get the visual image of it, but it's like something was just like. They're just trying to eat you. Trying to just get me. And pull, drag me into the closet. I don't like that. And I woke up and I was, I was like, yo, mom, I don't know who's moving in that house. <laughs> we ain't moving. I don't yet. know who's moving in that house. But, yeah. I think. All right, I'll tell the other one. He wanted me to tell y'all this the other day. Maybe maybe we should save it to after your second story. I want to say it. I mean, after it, your first story. I want to say it now. Go I want to say it. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, I used to live in... Mantua, which we call it the bottom, like down West Philly. So I lived in this house that was shared from like my grandmothers and stuff. My grandmother's grandmother and um her family. But before then, it was a lady that used to live in there like a long, long, long time ago. And she ended up dying in the house. <laughs> and they buried her in the basement. And I cannot make this up. Like, if somebody happens to live there, like, I would be upset because I really would love to just go there and show y'all. Because I don't know how to get in there other than, like, the side, like, where the basement is. But they probably, like, boarded it back up. But um, all I know is that one day in the summertime, I was hanging with my cousin. We was chilling in my mom's room in the front. And my room was in the middle. And... I just went to go over to, like, the computer because it was in the corner. Right. And I looked in the hallway. All the lights were off except for, like, the back room where my brothers was at. And I just saw this lady, like, just folding, like, clothes or something. And I'm like, and I just took one little quick glance. I was like, uh-huh. and I'm like, I saw it. Like, it was so full and dark. And I'm like, that was not a person. Like, that was literally, like, something actually Here. from the spirit world just enjoying folding clothes in front of my door for some reason. And then it clicked after I told my mom. She was like, yeah, like, you know, somebody died in this house before. And I was like, I was like, you're joking. Mind you, I'm like 11. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't, I don't know about this stuff. I got to see this in movies. I don't believe this for real. And this is like when my paranormal experiences really started. And I was terrified. Oh my gosh. Because when she told me that, I was like, okay, but why was she in front of my room? She was like, I don't know. Maybe she used to live in there. I'm like, why would you tell me that? Why would, why you, would tell you tell me, me that? that? <laughs> like, I got to go back in here and go to why? sleep. So why? I went in the basement one day to go wash my clothes. And then I I never went all the way in the back of my basement like that. Mind you, I'm 11 <laughs> and I'm young and I'm still trying to process what I'm being told after I just seen something crazy. Right. And I was washing my clothes. And I'm like, hmm, let me just go back there and just see what it looked like. And... I saw that there was like this square, rectangular-ish hole like in the bed. And I just took my flashlight like from my phone and I just looked in there. And it just seemed like a whole room, but it was like damn near chest level. And like I was like probably like five foot yeah. <laughs> around that time. Um, so it was kind of like to my shoulder. Like I had to like peek over and look in and it just <laughs> seemed like a whole nother room back there. But it was cemented like that much. And I asked my mom about that. And she was like, yeah, that's probably where they buried her at. And yeah, I also didn't tell you this either. <laughs> I was making noodles one day in the kitchen. And my living room was fucking huge. She said she wanted some? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I was cooking noodles. Make me some noodles. Shut Fix up. me some noodles. <laughs> Fix. <laughs> <laughs> so I was making noodles and my hair is like all freezing and stuff. So like mm-hmm. I just like I don't know what told me to look in the living room, but my hair was kinda in my face. But um, like I was looking through my hair like let me see if something gonna fucking happen because I felt something real <laughs> weird going on. And I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah. And I just saw her like just walking past my living room, like just just casually strolling. Like it was nobody in the house. And I'm like, this bitch is playing a game. She wanted me to fucking do something. And I did not. I did not. But I will never forget that. She was tall. Not like too tall, but like how tall are you? Uh five nine. Probably like maybe like five. 11 yeah she she was she tall. was tall. like she was tall for a woman yeah no that's even scarier but a like, tall a just, tall thing walking around and she was just walking like like i, I, I promise really you when i when, when i was just at your house yesterday i would not look in your brother's room <laughs> oh when I yeah past. y'all my brother has this um thing. I, I really i really hope y'all don't think that we lie because i'm really not like when i see stuff i actually see it I walked past my brother's room one day, and I saw a really, 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 really tall lady just standing in the corner of his room, and it was scare me just like she just did. It was scare me. <laughs> it was scare me because, uh, where was I going with this? I forgot. I was late too much. There was a really tall lady. <laughs> there was a really tall lady in the corner, and it was scare me to walk past his door because I always felt something just like strong as a presence in there, and. One day I just walked and I stopped and I'm like, I need to see if like I'm just tripping or not. And like, I just seen the lady. She was just like, just tall shit from the like ceiling, she was hiding from in the, the ceiling corner? to the fucking floor. She stood in the corner. Listen, so <laughs> the person that's listening or watching this episode right now, stop what you're doing. Look in the corner of the room that you may be in. Look at the very top corner <laughs> and just imagine something hunched. Just in the corner watching <laughs> like she's hiding you ain't fooling nobody like i was not looking at room when i walked bed. past i'm sorry i was not looking <laughs> and i didn't have any intention on looking i'm not even playing games i don't play if i walk and i see something irregular such as that listen you gotta ignore it after a while you gotta ignore this koofy is gonna jump off of my head and land back listen at least you ain't feel the little you know scooby-doo when they get scared and they hear pop out of their eyes their eyes pop out of their head yeah that would have been me (laughs) you would have heard me fly back down them steps your mom would have been like what the hell listen where you going i gotta go home I got to go ahead. <laughs> All right. So let's get. Right. I, I think we done ran moving. I'm, I'm sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We <laughs> hope you enjoyed our our yes. scary experiences. But our scary escapades. I'm going to take let's some more. get into your first story. Well, All right. your second story? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Kind of lost track. Okay, cool. It's okay. Your second story. Let's go. Your second story. Um, whenever you're ready to hand me this. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm hoping. That I can press this joint on Girl, time. You got to stop sneaking around. You making us she scared the mess more out of us. Me. Like you scared us more than the stories. My wife keep dipping and dodging out the room. <laughs> you two been ducking and dodging me for about three, three weeks. weeks now. I said today is the day you motherfuckers is gonna kick in. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's All go. Right. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> so, mm. okay. So this next story uh, is probably going to catch me by surprise just as much as it's going to catch you. So uh, I think it's like three like little 
stories in one. Okay. Like, it's, like, experiences, because it's, like, hauntings. Of, At this one place? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, it's called The Hauntings of the Hoosick Tunnel. Hope I'm saying this right. So, got a ways to go, boys. Let's start. The tunnel was one of the greatest undertakings of the region, and work was started on it in 1851. It was not finished for almost 25 years. And during that period, hundreds of miners, using mostly black powder, shovels, picks, and using their own hands, fought against the unyielding rock of Husig Mountain. By the time the tunnel was finally finished, more than 200 men had died in what had came to be known as the Bloody Pit. They died in fires, explosions, tunnel collapses, and in one case, by the hand of another. It would be the cold-blooded murder that occurred in 1865 that would give the tunnel its reputation for ghosts. It was during that year that the explosive known as nitroglycerin was introduced to the America, to America. The construction crew of the, of the Husig Tunnel would have the honor of being among the first crews to use it. On the afternoon of March 20th, 1865, three explosive experts named Ned Brinkman, Billy Nash, and Ringo Kelly decided to use nitro to continue their work on the tunnel. They placed a charge and then ran back toward a safety bunker that would shield them from the effects of the blast. Brinkman and Nash never made it there. However, for some reason, Ringo Kelly set off the charge before the other men could make it back to the shelter. The two men were buried alive under tons of rocks. Soon after the accident, Kelly vanished without a trace, leading many to believe that the accident with the nitro may have not been an accident after all. He was not seen again until March 30th, 1866, when his body was discovered two miles inside of the tunnel. Oh. It was found at almost the exact spot where Brinkman and Nash had been killed. The authorities quickly deduced that Kelly had been strangled to death. And Deputy Shelf Sheriff Charles F. Gibson <laughs> estimated that he had murdered had been murdered between midnight and 3:30 a.m. that morning. The death was thoroughly investigated, but no suspects were ever found, and the crime went unsolved. And while the authorities determined that no killer could be found, the construction workers had their own ideas about who had killed Ringo Kelly. According to the rumors and whispers. They believed that Kelly had been killed by the vengeful spirits of Brinkman and Nash. They came to feel that the tunnel was cursed and many of them refused to enter it again. Some of the crew members walked off the job and did not return. The dark and brooding place with the deep shadows and dripping water became known as a shunned one. It was best avoided and most believed, slowing the construction of the tunnel down even more. In 1868, the construction site was toured by Paul Travers, a mechanical engineer and a respected cavalry officer during the Civil War. He had received a letter from Mr. Dunn of the construction company, who had asked him to come and examine a tunnel. Apparently, the workers complained constantly of hearing a man's voice cry out in agony. And needless to say, they refused to enter the half-completed tunnel after sundown because of that. Dunn was convinced that the strange sounds were nothing more than winds of weeping, sounds of winds weeping off the mountainside and sounds of winds sweeping off the mountainside. But despite his assurances, work had slowed down so drastically that he had contacted Paul Travers to investigate the matter. 
Travers and Dunn went out to the site on September 8th. The former military officer did not sooner forget what he had encountered there. He later wrote a letter to his sister about her and the weird experience. Dunn and I entered the tunnel at exactly 9 p.m. We traveled about two miles into the shaft and then we stopped to listen. As we stood there in the cold silence, we both heard what truly sounded like a man groaning out in pain. As you know, I have heard the same sound many a times during the war, yet when we turned up our wicks to, on our lamps, like we turned up our wicks on our lamps, there were no other human beings in the shaft except for Mr. Dunn and myself. I admit, this have, I haven't been this frightened since Shiloh. Mr. Dunn agreed that it wasn't the wind that we heard, perhaps Nash and Brinkman. I wonder. A month after <laughs> Travers' investigation on October 17th, the worst disaster to occur in the tunnel's history took place. A gas explosion blew apart the water pumping station on the surface and 13 miners were killed when debris were filled with the censure. Ah! Oh, I keep fucking up. <laughs> a gas explosion blew apart the water pumping station on the surface and 13 miners were killed when the debris filled the censure tunnel where they had been working. A reporter for the North Adams Transcript wrote that the miner named Mallory was lowered into a bucket into the shaft. He was told to go look for a sign of survivors. He was brought back to the surface. A few minutes later, nearly unconscious from the fumes inside, no hope. He managed to get out of a gasp as soon as he got to the rescue team. And without the pumping station, the 538-foot shaft filled with water the bodies of some of the dead crew members grotesquely began to resurface. More than a year after the disaster, the last of them were found. The missing miners in the macabre discovery of bodies created legends and stories surrounding the era. Glenn Drohan, the correspondent who had first written about the accident for this transcript, wrote, During the time the miners were missing, villagers told strange tales of vague shapes and muffled whales near the field water pot pit. <laughs> Workmen claimed to see that the lost miners were carrying picks and shovels through a shroud of mist and snow on the mountaintop. The ghostly apparitions would appear briefly, then vanish, leaving no footprints in the snow, giving no answer to the miners' call. And as soon as the last of the bodies were found and given a decent burial, Johan stated that bizarre visitation ceased. These dead men had not, I mean, had been apparently found restful, but some of them were the victims of the bloody pit. Even after the apparitions stopped appearing, the eerie moanings in the tunnel continued and the men remained terrified. And based on the account of adopted Clifford Owens, <laughs> the haunting also began to take on other characteristics as well. Owens came to the tunnel on a night in June 1872 and was accompanied by James McKinstry, a drilling operations superintendent. There was no information as to why two men came to the tunnel on the last night of June 25th, but one night, I guess, it was in the search of the ghost who had allegedly haunted the shaft. If this purpose, <laughs> if this was the purpose of their trip, then the journey was apparently a successful one. Wow. That was a nice lengthy story. I enjoyed that. This joint is so long. So long. Yeah. So long. That that <laughs> reminds me of the um the story, the voice over the phone that I did last episode. Yeah, but like that 
is so long. Yes. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yes. No, you don't gotta. I enjoyed that. I feel like if we have the opportunity to find longer stories, then mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. I feel like people would enjoy longer stories too. You know what that reminded me of? What? Just like. Wasn't there like a place here that was like that? A place here? Yeah. I might be tripping. A haunted mine? Not like a mine, but just like a factory or something. I don't know. I think so. I think it's a place in Pennsylvania, per se. Okay. Probably not Philadelphia, but Pennsylvania. I would be scared if... First of all, I would haunt that man, because how you going to set me up? (laughs) (laughs) You going to use the nitroglycerin and just blow up everything and then just leave us on accident. Did someone say boom? <laughs> someone say boom? What's that smell? <laughs> smell like something's cooking. Stop. Well, how do you feel about that? Well, I enjoyed the story, honestly. I feel like um, I could really envision it as you was telling it. And that's also a very creepy story that, um, I don't know. It's, it was just a cool, creepy story to me. I mean, it's... People just getting set up and blown up by the what? The, the what? So basically, they were all like there, I guess, to like work on it. Mm-hmm. And um, people were just taking were, people they out. They introduced to like this this thing, I guess, to help whatever they was. Wow! Even back doing. then, the world was a dog eat dog. They've been grimy since the end of time, <laughs> and basically, the guy just set him up to kill him for no reason. I guess he just didn't like them. I don't know. And no, well, mom, you got haunted. See what you got. <laughs> See what <laughs> If they get me, get me. I got to get them, get them. Exactly. See? And he got him, got him. Now he's getting him, getting him right now. <laughs> Stop. So, wow. I enjoyed that story. I like that story. Um, what do you guys think about that story? I feel like I could have read that a little bit better. I um, would, I think you did fine. I think what messed you up is when you said you messed up. Cause, yeah, I can't I, help it. <laughs> then you did perfectly fine. What you think? She says, yeah. Okay. I'm going to make it more spookier next time. Okay. I think it was good. I really think it was spooky. I think the the craziest thing that we don't understand about these episodes is when we watch them back, it's like, oh, like, it that's wasn't. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It's so, okay. yeah. So, I enjoyed that. Organizing my notes on my computer. Organizing your notes. Noinions. 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 I'm a cat. All right. So, you ready? I'm not a cat. I don't see me. Two seconds. Go moo. Cow, my cow. Hmm. Yeah. I said, I'm too smooth. I'm not in the mood. Shout out to the homies. Who's the homies? Tahiz and Tree? My mother. Homies at work, cause y'all wanted to watch. What's up, homies from work? Our homies. You got a new homie through a homie. 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 <laughs> okay. <good laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. So my second story. Man. My second story of today is about the Aradell Insane Asylum, and I always feel like haunted stories and asylums are very fun, just because it's like. Insane asylums are kind of, or in movies as they portray, are kind of terrifying in real life. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, because they mistreat the patients a lot of the times. Or you got somebody running around or somebody just 
screaming at the top of their lungs or I, I, I don't know if that if it's like that in real life but you know in stories that's what they portray so yeah. um i just think stories that are based in insane asylums are particularly they got like a little edge to them mm-hmm. but this one is in um gotta be a strong person to work in there yes it is it's really sad it says a psychiatric hospital in error victoria i don't I don't know. I think that's also why I didn't read that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that is, but... You said you're over it? <laughs> you're all right? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out how to say that when I first found the story. I was like... I wrote it. I wrote it. I wrote the boat. All right. All right, so no more chit chat, and we're just gonna hop straight into this. Um, this is more so like a history type of thing, but it also has some encounters, and it also talks about um, some encounters from a general standpoint. But there is a really cool story about one of the patients here, so it's kind of shocking. One of the patients here. In, in oh, alright, I was about to say in Philadelphia. No, <laughs> but all right, this story is called the Aerodel Asylum. The Aradell Insane Asylum, also known as Ararat Lunatic Asylum, used to be an Australian psychiatric hospital in Ararat, Victoria. This asylum was accompanied along with two other asylums, Coo and Beechwood, to accommodate the growing number of lunatics in the colony of Victoria. Some believe a few of these lunatics never left. When gold was found in Victoria, thousands of immigrants came to look for fortune. Unfortunately, disappointment was more commonly found than gold. Some even lost their minds over this. Back in the day, insane criminals were placed in normal prisons where they weren't given the proper care. The government of Victoria wanted Aradell to relieve the prison system of those thought to be criminally insane, so construction started in 1860. The first inmates, as the patients were referred to, were brought to the facility in 1865. Soon, not only the criminally insane were housed here, but it also became a place for individuals suffering from mental illness. Think about conditions such as postnatal depression, epilepsy, autism, and Down syndrome. The mental hospital was in operation for nearly 130 years and it closed its doors in 1993. At its height, it housed 1,000 patients and 500 staff members. This place was built as a town within a town. It had its own market gardens, orchards, vineyards, and even a piggery. There were also gallows, a morgue, and a graveyard located on the site as well. There was a total of 63 buildings. The courtyards were enclosed with so-called, so-called ha-ha walls. These kind of walls were used in early Victorian asylums. From the outside, it seems like a low wall, as not to suggest imprisonment. But on the other side, however, a deep trench would make it impossible to escape the brick wall. In December 1886, J. Ward, the gal of the Aradell Insane Asylum, was developed. This was the place for this was the place for people who would normally be detained in jails, reformities, or other placements of confinement, but who would appear to be insane. The most notorious criminals were kept in J. Ward. Some of those criminals include Mark Chopper Reed. William Bill Wallace and the most talked about Gary Webb. Okay, wasn't what I thought. <laughs> Gary Webb, 
had a long list of criminal activities when he was finally caught and put inside Aradale. He was about to rob a pizza shop when he was spotted by a policeman. He shot the policeman who died. I meant, ooh, who survived. Dang, I just took his life. And a woman who owned the shop who was still in a wheelchair till today, but was caught. He was sentenced to prison for 14 years. He was told that if he behaved well, he would be able to reduce his sentence. Gary probably didn't want to leave at all because he started writing letters to the media telling the horrible things he planned to do when he got out. The politicians were very worried and a special law was passed to keep him locked up for the rest of his life. Gary became a self-mutilator at Aridale. He was hospitalized over 70 times after cutting himself and even cut off his own genitals three times. The third time, it was too damaged to be reattached. Oh my God. Gary still haunts his former room telling everyone who enters to get out. At J Ward, people suddenly feel ill and unreasonably afraid. Other people slip into a trance-like state, which will pass once they are outside. People have reported being pushed and bitten. People have heard ticking clocks. And they also heard methodical banging on the wall as if someone was hitting their heads. And cameras and other electrical equipment seems to be malfunctioning whenever it's in J Ward. The ward is also haunted by three prisoners who were hanged and buried at Aridale. Because they were convicted of murder, they weren't given proper burial. Their graves are only marked with three small scratches on the prison wall. And during the 130 years of operation, over 13,000 inmates, patients, and staff members have died in this asylum. George Fittimont was the last governor of the Gao. In 1886, George was proudly showing a group of people around, and he was just down the steps when he suffered a major heart attack and unfortunately died on the spot. Tour guides and visitors claim to hear heavy footsteps made by hobnail boots walking up and down stairs, but when they check it out, no one's there. Visitors of Aridale who walk past the former office of the superintendent sometimes experience a bitter taste in their mouths. According to reports, a superintendent died by suicide after swallowing pr prusic acid and hydrocyanide. This is probably a man by the name of Dr. William L. Mullen, who died in 1912. The woman's ward is haunted by Nurse Kathy. Her story, is, her story isn't really talked about too much, but she watches over the tour guides. For some reason, people see ghostly nurses roaming around the hall more frequently than anything or anyone else. Some people have experienced a tingling sensation on one side of their head inside a certain room. And to shock, this certain room used to be used for shock therapy. Some say Aridale is the most haunted place in Australia. Today, a large part of the former lunatic asylum belongs to Melbourne Polytechnic. They've established a campus, a hospitality training facility. It also includes a vineyard and olive grove and a lavender farm. Mm -hmm. But you can also have a tour on site along with the ghost tour where some of the ghosts from the past like to make themselves known mm -hmm. to the living today. Can I try to make myself known? I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to see them. Yeah. Do you know what shocking feels like? Mm-mm. And I don't want to know. imagine that for insane people. Shock therapy. And you feel a part of it. And you said it was in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. 
they said um, visitors who walk Twist around that area will um they'll feel a shocking sensation on one side of their head. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. You see why I saved this one for the, for my last story. <laughs> see the part that really got me is when they said he cut off his own joint. Yeah, I was like, I can't, whoa. It's like I feel that pain. Like I can't. Uh. Uh-uh. Hold on. Why? I mean, I can't say why, cause crazy, no offense, but it's like you don't, you don't know what you else just lost to do. It, yeah. Like you just lose your mind. Oh my god! And to to like to sit there and write <laughs> and like letters. He really was like writing the politicians saying all the horrible things that he was going to do to society when he got out. And I'm like, damn, you went from robbing pizza shops to just really like menacing. So maybe what if this place had some type of influence on him? It probably did. Oh, they probably was in there torturing him too, and he just kind of just just lost. Yeah, his just snapped. Mind. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it's it's a long, crazy story. Would I visit? No. And to to they have some ha ha walls like that's really that kind of like intrigued me a little bit. So imagine so a wall like, like this. No, imagine a wall like this, right? Uh-huh. So imagine you're walking past like a big school. Mm-hmm. And you know how some schools have like that just um, center block wall mm-hmm. where it's kind of like it covers half of the school. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but on the inside of that wall, it's a deep ditch, so you can't climb over top of the wall. So oh. the, yeah, oh, the okay. wall looks low, but when you go to that part of the wall in the facility, mm-hmm. you sink lower so that you can't climb out. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I thought about it so differently while you were saying. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, ha, huh, psych your mom, make a booty shine. Nice to me. Like, you thought she was going somewhere. <laughs> you thought. Caroline. Get out. I'm much stronger than you think, think I, I am, Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, wow. Yeah, that story is crazy I like because. That story a whole lot. Thank you, thank you. I, I was reading it, and I guess when I was like going through it and cleaning it, because a lot of these stories we have to revise and like fix some grammar because whoever writes these stories yeah. is like and also the person who wrote this story their name wasn't on it as well so if this is your story please let us know so we can credit it yeah. um but whoever sometimes people who write stories their grammar and writing is a little funny because sometimes they're from different countries so you gotta just kind of like reformat it but while i was reading this i didn't even get into it that much until just reading it now so i was like damn this story good i can't mess up so it's okay it's okay it was good though i i I think we chose some great stories. We did. Some great stories. Good job. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Would I you like visit Aradell? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> For a million. Think. No. I need more than a million. I'm if taking my Korean, my prayer rug. I'm saying, I would do better than the And I'm coming <laughs> out of there with my listen, million. Listen, listen here. Yeah. And you listen good. A million dollars ain't going to save something that's attached to my back. Like a battery pack. Like I ain't worried the law Xbox got me. Controller. Listen. I don't care. A million dollars can really put your family in a good disease show. It can, and so can a billion. And if you ain't offering a billion, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, Gary going to scoop you right on and up. Gary can kiss You think you're just going to come in here and get paid? <laughs> <laughs> nope. going to suck us up like the Teletubby vacuum. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, let us know what you guys think about yes. this. Um, either in the comments or on YouTube, or if you're listening to this on a podcasting platform, let us know what you think on our Instagram in the comments because we are going to post pictures of some of the stories that we have, and they will be able to coincide so you can get like a visual of mm-hmm. what we got going on. Yeah, and some of these places. Um, I hope you guys do watch this, like, or listen, and then think about the youtube because it's kind of comical if you see what's actually going yes. on here <laughs> like honestly like if you're driving somewhere if you're cleaning up all right cool listen to it on the podcast and yeah. that but if you're like home definitely watch because yeah, it's like it's more of a vibe yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'll be able to understand like yes. the jokes a little bit better yeah because we just be talking and forgetting at least i do i'll be talking and forgetting that there's people watching that's and crazy though, on different things. One of my nightmares that I used to have as a kid is just like being in a place so far away from home that kind of is like an asylum and it's just abandoned and I'm in there by myself. I'm glad I never had that. Yeah. <laughs> that cannot really. I'm sorry. That is yeah. terrible. 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 It makes you want to tear up. And just terrible. I wonder what that is. Terrible. Take me back home. It's terrible and what other word together? Scareful? I no. guess. Terrible. I don't know. I'll be making Fearful? up words. Ah, ah there you go. It's the episode name of today. Terrible. <laughs> All right, so we have to do our rock, paper, scissors, shoot to see who gets to choose the title today. I feel like if I win at this point, we don't even need to do this anymore. Come on. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. That's one. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. That's two. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, that's one. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah! Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah! <laughs> I get to choose the title today. He watched me. He watched me and I moved probably You're supposed a to watch your opponent. What you talking about? No. What you talking about? No. No. <laughs> no. That's crazy because this is actually based in Australia. Ain't that how they say no? Yeah. I no. learned that from Iggy. Really? No. She was she was mad. She was mad at something. I'm not gonna talk no, about that. No. She was like, no. And then I went on Twitter and it was like <laughs> Australian people be like, no, no, no. What a capital N A U R. Yes. Yeah. N A U R. No. Y'all got cool accents though. I like talking like, like when you hear them talk, it's it's so interesting. It's like wow. Like how did that happen? Like yeah. we're we're all humans and we just talk different. Yeah, different dialects. That's cool. People say people I mean I mean people who are not from here say that we have an accent. We do. Which is crazy. But apparently we sound a lot more country than what you think we do. What you mean? And that's what I thought. I was like, what does this person mean? That's crazy. The A word. <laughs> That I'm not friends with no more. The A word, that girl, she told me that when she went out there, when she moved, that when she was making new friends, that people was like, you have an accent. She was like, what are you talking about? You ever notice how we say soy sauce? We say suey. Yeah, suey sauce. Suey sauce. Water. 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 Who says water? Water. I can't. It feels like I'm for water. Water. What is water? <laughs> no, I'm really trying. What water? Water. Water. I feel like I'm putting on a yeah, no. front. It's <laughs> water. water. Yeah. W R D E R. Water. Is there anything else that we say? Well, W O R. And not join because y'all be so generic water. with that one. What? Maybe making it seem like all we say is join. No, what really annoys me is when people be like, they don't even say join. They be like joint. 
or join? Like, it's joint right here. J A W N. That's it. Join. <laughs> and not you joint. Can't just say it just because it's in there. Like you have to make sense. Yeah, like pass it. me that joint. Do you see that? Not even pass me that joint. Like it got to be something that is not easily mimical. But you can say pass me that joint. Like if if so, like you like yo the mic over there. I'd be like yeah. Oh yo, can you pass me that joint real quick? Like it it just flows in natural conversation. Yeah, but they don't. They, they just, don't use it right. They it just be overdoing it when they out. come here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it stands out way too much when they do It's kind of like when people go to New York and they just want to say wild and just because. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a product. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just say right. mad. Everything's we mad. We didn't ramble on too much. I think it's time to sign off. Actually, this episode was about 50-something minutes. 50. 50 minutes. Fitties and titties. Sorry. All right, all right. My Count bad. the green, get him in between, between <laughs> those titties. <laughs> no more like those. Gracias. Gracias. <laughs> the, yo. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. It's time to go. All right, guys. So we appreciate you for tuning in to this episode of the Nightmare Lounge. Are we signing out? You ready? We are signing out. No more recording live, boys. At least until next week. Recording live, boys. Oh, gosh. All right, guys. <laughs> Peace. Bye.